2 Corinthians 12, uh, starting with verse 7. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for the luggage that I called you to carry. Now, this is important because some of us are confused right now, but God is about to give you clarity. He said, so my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my luggage. So that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You can be seated. Father, I thank you for your word. Speak now to your people. I said, God, I went through the process. We all have went through a process if you ever got on an aircraft before. And you submit to that process, the TSA screening process. I said, God, I went through your process. I put my bags on display. I put them on the conveyor belt. You took them through the x-ray process. How is it that you checked my bags and you left me with a thorn? Listen, isn't it interesting that God will take some of the stuff that you want and leave some of the stuff that you don't want. Paul says, I've been praying about this thing that I've been carrying. I've been carrying this thing and I asked God to take it from me. I don't want this. I don't want this. I, I'm going somewhere. And I don't want to take this with me. Have you ever had something that you didn't want to take with you? Something that you've been trying to shake? Something that you've been trying to get rid of? And God says to you, I want you to understand my grace. My grace is for the thing that I let pass through the x-ray. I, I let it pass through the x-ray. And I know if it was up to you, uh, you would have left it at the airport. But he said, that, that wasn't my will because when you fly as high as you about to fly, 
when you go to the level that you're about to go through, you need something to keep you humble. Because if you experience the height that you're going to experience and you don't have no humility, your feet will never be grounded again. So I got to allow some stuff to go with you to keep you on your face. Yeah, I, I got to allow some stuff to go with you to keep you in the presence of God, keep you crying out to God, keep you saying, God, take this from me. And once he tells you, no, I let it pass through, then you got to say, God, I thank you for your grace that is sufficient for the thing that you allowed to come on this journey. Said in the air, you got to understand that there is some turbulence. There's some things that will happen when you fly high. When you fly high doesn't mean that you're above everything. There's some things that meet you in the air. Oh, yeah, it is. It's some stuff that meets you high. You, you better be prepared. You better be scrapped in. You better know where the oxygen mass is. You better know where the life jacket is because stuff happens in the air. Stuff happens in the air. Your battle is really happening in the air. Our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with principalities, with wickedness and evil in what? High places. If you can fight in a high place, you can overcome in a low place. If you learn how to wage war in a high place, I guarantee you, you'll operate on another level when you're on the ground. So there's turbulence. There's stuff that meets us in high places. You, you're flying and, and all of a sudden wind comes. Wind hits you. And God says uh, to me, as I was studying, he said, uh, if you can't handle the winds of change, stay on the ground. Turbulence is nothing but wind. Wind that comes to knock you off course. And so you got to be strapped in enough when you fly to handle the turbulence and still remain in your seat. Some of us the enemy is trying to knock you out of your place. He's trying to knock you out of your seat. You're in the aircraft. You're flying high. And you know that you're going to the place that God has called you to. But the turbulence is moving you around. And God is saying, you're going to make it through this. Just remain seated. I ain't going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. I'm not shifting. I'm not moving right now. I'm going to stay buckled in uh, because I know if I stay seated, I'll make it to my destination without injury. I'll make it to the place that God is calling me to. Some of us don't know how to treat ourselves. You use to helping everybody else and you don't even know how to treat you. You know, the Lord told me, he said, you forgot how to take care of you. He said, part of your problem is you forgot how to take care of you because you've learned how to minister to other people. 
But when you are a parent, when you are a boss, when you are a pastor, you better learn how to take care of you. You better learn how to get some oxygen for your own lungs. Instead of handing everybody the else the mass and, and telling them how to be safe and, and how to make it through if danger happens. How are you going to breathe? If you don't learn how to grab that mask for yourself and inhale and exhale, you got to learn how to take care of you if you're going to make it to the place that God is calling you to. You, you got to learn how to treat you. Some of us don't even know how to treat ourselves. That's why we keep settling for bad relationships. You got to learn how to treat you because you're going somewhere and God needs you in the place that he's sending you to. And he needs all of you. He, he needs all of you. He needs your mind. He needs your heart. He needs you to be whole. God needs you to be whole. He needs you to be free. He needs you to understand that the experience that you have when you're high sometimes disorientates you on the ground. See, that, that's what happened to Elijah. He had experienced the high of his prophetic mantle where he began to speak to Jezebel and to all of the forces of darkness. And, and before you know it, he, he called down fire from heaven. Right after he calls down fire from heaven, he's running from the person that God gave him authority over. He experienced the height, but he got disorientated on the ground. And this is why we got to be careful when we go through the TSA process and we take the flight. And our flight lands at our destination. And we get our carry-on bag. We get off the flight. And the next thing you know, where we go into? We go into baggage claim. We head to baggage claim and we watch the carousel as it goes around and around. And what are we doing? We're looking for what? We're looking for our stuff. I said, God, I'm all right if, if I got to carry some stuff. I'm all right if it don't feel good and it don't feel comfortable. I am all right. All I want to know is the weight that I'm carrying belongs to me. That, that's all I want to know. I, God, if you can just tell me that this weight is mine, I'll carry it. So what we end up doing is what? We're looking for the luggage. And the last time that I went to Florida, I got off the flight and I was tired and I was impatient, and I was ready to get my stuff and head to my hotel room. I went to baggage claim, and I watched the carousel as the bags went around. And I'm watching, and I'm watching, and I reach for a bag, and I turn it over. I thought it was mine. It looked like mine. I turn it over. It's not mine. I, I reach for another bag. I see another bag coming. I, I grab for the bag. I said, this ain't my bag. See, the problem with travel is when you get to baggage claim, uh, there's a lot of bags that look alike. 
There is a lot of bags that look alike, and you can end up grabbing uh, somebody else's bag uh, because it looks like your stuff. Yeah, this is the problem that we have. We start touching stuff that does not belong to us, uh, and we make other people wait to our problem. Oh, my God. We make other people wait our problem. So I got to the baggage claim. This is, this is critically important because you can't fight with somebody else's stuff. And, and let's, can we talk for a moment? When we pack, we don't pack for where we are. We do not pack for where we are. We pack for where we're going. Some of us, we don't understand the prophetic. So you're packing for where you are. You're packing for your current climate. If it's cold where you are, you got a coat and you packing coats. And God is saying to you, leave one coat on and pack some stuff for warm weather. Because you're getting ready to what? Change climates. I'm changing climates. I'm going to another place. And I will not pack for my present. It's trouble when we start packing for our present. We get to the place that God called us to without the luggage that we need for the position. Yeah. See, you can be married without the luggage of a wife. You can be married without the luggage of a husband. You can have the position, but not have the tools to work it or to keep it. You got it. But can you keep it? Can you maintain it? Can you feed it? Can you nurture it? I get to the baggage claim. And I'm tired and I'm distracted. I'm tired and I done lost my focus. And I end up grabbing somebody else's bag off the carousel. And I begin to walk. I'm walking and before you know it, I'm exhausted. I said, what is it that I have with me that's wearing me out? What, what is it that I'm pulling around with me that has me tired, that has me weary, that has me getting ready to collapse? What is it? What I do is I, I look back and I said, is this my luggage? You mean to tell me that I've been walking around with somebody else's stuff because it looked like mine? Then I did what I should have did before I took it off the carousel. I checked the tag. 
I looked at the tag and it was another man's name on it. I said, oh my God. You mean to tell me that I just wasted energy? Carrying around somebody else's stuff that don't even belong to me? You mean I'm tired with somebody else's stuff? Tired with someone else's stuff. God said, if you would have investigated, you would have never picked up that man's stuff in the first place. This is why the devil wants you distracted. He hopes that you pick up somebody else's luggage that doesn't fit your destiny. If I can just get them to carry the wrong stuff. See, this is what David understood when Saul tried to give him his armor. He said, no, 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 no. I, I can't walk around with show stuff. I can't win against a giant with show stuff. Let me give you your stuff back, Saul, because this stuff don't fit where I'm going. Pulling this man's stuff. Walking around the airport. Ain't none of this stuff in here going to work for me. This was packed for him. This was packed for him and I'm pulling it around. Why? Because I thought it was mine. I thought it was mine. And sometimes we get frustrated and we say, God, I don't have everything I need. He said, that's because you got somebody else's bags. He said, I've given you everything that you need to complete the assignment that I gave you. But you keep operating by sight. Looks like mine's. You ain't even went far enough in the investigation process to identify if it's really your stuff. So I see the man's name on the tag and guess what? His number is on it too. I call him. I say, man, I got your stuff. And he said, where you at? I said, we're over here next to the food court. And I gave him a marker so he can come to where we was. He comes to where we are. And he gets his stuff. He gets his stuff. And I'm left with nothing. And then, the, and then uh, I had to make a decision. You mean to tell me I got to go backwards? I got to go back 
before I go forward. There's some people in here, you left your stuff. Go back and get what God has for you before you go any further. Yeah, I had, I had to go back. So I backtracked, went back to the baggage claim, and I began the search for my stuff. And, and, and when I found my stuff, my load got lighter. Let me tell you something. When I was carrying his stuff, it was so heavy. It was so heavy. That's what made me look back at it and like, what in the world is going on? Then when I got my stuff, I felt liberated. I said, I, now, now this is what I packed for where I'm going. Now I got the right stuff for my future. There's some people in here right now that that been grabbing the wrong stuff. You, you grabbing stuff because it looks like it's yours. You're saying, this, this looks about right for me, and you walking off with it, and you don't realize it at the beginning. But as you keep moving, that thing about to get real heavy on you. That thing about to get so heavy on you that you're going to look back at it and say, do you belong to me? Do you belong to me? Paul had something that God allowed to go through. And then God said, I'm going to give you grace for the luggage I gave you. Yeah, I'm going to grace you. I'm going I'm to give you the power that you need to deal with the thing that I allowed to come through the, the screening process. You, all you got to do is make sure now that you don't pick up nobody else's stuff. See, some of us have picked up our mother's stuff. So, some of us picked up our daddy's low self-esteem and, and our mother's fear. We walking around with they stuff, and God is saying, that's the reason why you're so tired. That's the reason why you feel like giving up. That's the reason why you feel like quitting, because you got everybody else's luggage, and you are missing the thing that I have for you. See, I packed some stuff for you that would help you fight the good fight of faith. I gave you the shield of faith. I gave you the sword of the spirit. Where's your weaponry at? Yeah, David, I want you to understand that that slingshot that I gave you is enough. Don't let Saul trick you into putting on his stuff because if you put on his stuff, you'll lose the fight. I've learned to be careful about picking up other people's stuff. I, I've learned to be careful. I said, God, help me that I don't get confused after flying high. H help me not to be confused about what I'm supposed to be pulling along with me. Help me not to get confused about this because carrying other people's stuff will leave you depressed depressed, exhausted, and ready to quit. Ready to give up because you 
pulling something that doesn't belong to you. Pulling it all around. And he's saying, God, can you help me? And God is saying, I can't help you with their stuff. See, I, I'm talking, now I'm talking about people who are praying, right? And you're saying, God, uh, would you help me? God, help me. Help me. Help, help me to keep this thing together. God, God, I, I know that, that, that uh, we ain't married and he my boyfriend, but, but can you help me keep it together? He said, I can't help you with something that I didn't give you. I didn't give you that. And, and you asking me to help you with something that I didn't give you. And the only thing that you can do to alleviate your weight, your depression, is let it go. Give it back to who it belongs to. Yeah, I'm about to give some. Where are the people at that's about to give some stuff back and say, no, nah, this ain't mine. This don't belong to me. I'm tired of claiming other people's stuff. I'm tired of walking around with other people's stuff. I'm tired of the weight and the energy I'm expending on something that I can't even keep. God, have you ever been worn out trying to keep something that eventually slips out of your hands? Oh, the frustration of, of, of using your time on somebody that don't even belong to you. Oh, oh the, the pain of dating for years and you ain't getting nothing out of it. Oh, my God. But some pain, some frustration, some tears. Yeah, some of us said, you know what? Uh, since I spent this much time with it, I might as well keep it. See, you, you think that your investment, what you put into it, is worth your destiny. And I need to correct that thinking in your mind. It's not worth your future. Oh, my God. I don't care what kind of money you invested. I don't care what kind of time you invested. It does not matter if your future is on the line. Oh, it's hard to come to this place, though. It's very hard to come to this place once you've been investing, once you've given yourself. You're like, no, 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 no. I, I ain't about to let that go, and I done spent all this time. You know how long it took me to renovate this house? You know how much I had to put into this? You know how hard I had to work to earn the paycheck, to buy the timber? All of the stuff that went into this house, I ain't letting this go easily. God said, but what if you built somebody else's house? What, what if it just don't belong to you? And, and I don't care how good you are to it. See, some of y'all, y'all think, if I'm just real good to it, if I just if I just do all of this, oh, they're going they're gonna to love me. They, they, oh, they're going to love me now. Now, let me invest all that I can. And, you know, I know that this is going to work out. All things are working out for the good of them that love God. Now you're quoting all kinds of scriptures out of context. Because if you love God, you'll lose some stuff. 
If you love God, you'll let some stuff go. So, so let's not get confused about the scripture and, and start claiming a scripture that does not fit our context. We find ourselves in trouble and we find ourselves hauling things that God never meant for us to haul. And he's saying, when are you going to get tired enough to say, I got to let this go? I got to let this go. His grace is only sufficient for the thing that passed the screening process of my life. Whatever he allowed to go through, that's what the grace is for. It's not for the stuff that I picked up at baggage, baggage claim that he never meant for me. Grace don't go with that. Grace don't go with that. Grace don't go with that. I'm helping somebody right now that keeps picking up stuff and you carrying it around and you tired and you frustrated and you mad and God is saying, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it cry about it, but let it go. Cry about it as long as you want, but let it go. Let it go crying. Let it go feeling in pain. Lord said, I'm taking you to a new place. And I'm giving you the grace for where you're going. But you can't go there. And function on the highest level with somebody else's stuff. He said, I'm freeing you on this morning. This is your time of breakthrough and deliverance. This is your time to overcome and triumph. Yeah, yeah, Paul again had the thorn. But God said, I got you with that. I got you with that. Now, you pick up something else along the way. I don't got that. But that thing, I got that thing for you. It's your thing to carry. We're not talking about people. We're talking about your thing to carry. You can't carry somebody else's stuff. I don't care how anointed you are. I don't care how much scripture you know. You could have went to school for psychology. You can know philosophy. You can exegete the text and be hermeneutically skilled and still can't carry somebody else's stuff. The only one that can do that is Jesus. He's the only one that he said, cast your care, cast your stuff before me. He said, my burden is easy and what? My yoke is light. I don't want you heavy. I don't want you weighed down. I want you light. I want you light. I want you light. And you can be light with a thorn because his grace is so abundant and so extravagant that his grace can make you light with something that's heavy that he called you to carry. He said, be careful of the baggage that you're claiming. He said, I'm giving you grace right now. I want you to stand to your feet. There are people right now in this house, God said, I'm about to shower you with grace for the thing that I called you 
to carry. There's greatness in you. There's greatness in you. And the thing that the devil always does to keep down a great woman, a great man, is give them something that doesn't belong to them. That doesn't belong to them. That doesn't belong to them. Now, I want to say this to you. There are times that we link up and we partner. Things that we do to make ourselves feel good. People that we have an appreciation for. That God didn't sanction. Think about it. It was Lot. Abram's relative. God said, I did not sanction this partnership. I know you guys are, they were even prospering. Lot and Abram, their herdsmen got into conflict because they were prospering. But God said, I did not sanction this. I only want what God has sanctioned. Where are the people at that only want what God has sanctioned? If God didn't sanction it, I don't want it. Now, if, if God sanctions it, I, it can hurt me, but I'm going to keep it. If God sanctions it, if he said, no, that's yours, I'm saying, God, all right, I got it. I got it. I just don't want to carry some luggage that's not mine. All I want to do is... Oh, my name's on this. I'm tired, but it's mine. <laughs> I'm worn out, but it's mine. I got I, I to hold. Because I know that if I'm obedient to carry what God has called me to carry, that there is a great harvest in store for me. Come on, lift your hands up right now. I want to pray for each and every one of you. Because there, there's some stuff that you're carrying that, that belongs to you. And then there's some stuff that you picked up that's not yours. Paul had some stuff that belonged to him. David had some stuff that was given to him. It wasn't his. It did not fit his future. And God said, I want you to be aware of what's happening right now. Some of you during this pandemic has picked up other people's luggage. You picked up some stuff that don't even belong to you. And God is saying, get rid of it right now. Get rid of it right now. Do not carry this anymore. Father, I thank you for each and every hand that's stretched. Your spirit is in this place. You are moving powerfully. I thank you right now. For the baggage that's being released, the luggage that is being released, God. God, you took the luggage of our sin. I thank you right now that we don't even have to carry the penalty of our sins. I thank you that we're free from condemnation, that, that you have liberated us for purpose.
You have transitioned to us for destiny. So I thank you right now. I bless you right now. I praise you, dear God.